Hello, and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Dicker, and I'll be talking to you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Last Saturday night, I was having a really fascinating conversation with a girl about hairy women and amputees. Wait, I feel like this needs some context. Last Saturday night, I was having a conversation with a woman about the interesting nature of human kink and fetish. And she mentioned that she'd seen a really interesting documentary about men who like amputees. And I mentioned that I'd seen a fascinating documentary about men who liked hairy women. From here, the girl laughed and she said, you know what, I went on a really funny Tinder date the other day. I went on a date with a guy and we were talking about this place we both wanted to visit and he opened up his phone to Google it and show me something that he had learned about it. And when he opened up his screen, what was there on his screen on his browser window on his phone, but ebony porn. And this was particularly funny because the girl I was talking to was from Zimbabwe and so she was black. And she said that she laughed because she thought this was like a funny moment and he just sat there and quietly died and didn't say much afterwards and so we just both kind of chuckled about this and then she said to me but you know what i get a lot on tinder was you get a lot of guys and they'll say to me like as a first line you know what i've never had sex with a black woman or oh, i find black women really sexy and she said whenever i get messages like this i feel a little bit creeped out And this turned into a whole conversation about men who just like one particular race of women and why that can feel creepy. And it really got me thinking, why is that creepy? I mean, why can a woman say I like a tall guy, but a guy can't say I like a black woman or an Asian woman or something else? Why can't, why does it suddenly feel like it can start becoming creepy or wrong? Is it wrong? Is it not wrong? But why, when she tells me the story, can I feel in my gut that there's something creepy about it? What's going on? So as it turns out, the scientific term for this experience is called racial fetishism. And it is an existing problem and a topic of lots of discussion right now around the world. And when I dove into the research and I really started looking, whatever research papers I could find, I jumped uh, onto friends who were uh, in academia around social issues. I talked to a lot of female friends from different races uh, to, to find out what their experiences had been, as well as thinking about my own experience as a man. And I realized that the research that was out there was very two-dimensional. It really kind of just said, hey, if you like one particular race, you're racist. (laughs) Okay, thanks, bye. Um, And that isn't good enough as far as I'm concerned because it it, it is okay to have a certain taste. But something's going wrong. And so for all you men watching this video right now who have who say, you know, I really like this kind of woman, that kind of woman, and that that is racially based, this video is for you because There is something that a lot of men do that is actually damaging and isn't directly related to the fact they happen to like a particular color, skin type, whatever, of woman. And I want to talk about that today. It's going to be a pretty deep dive, so buck yourselves in and let's get started. So first of all, what does the formal research that I've seen on this topic talk about? Well, the formal research uh, really makes two broad points. One is that there are two ways that we can be, broadly speaking, attracted to someone, two sets of features, ways that we'll do this. One is called phenotype attraction. 
And the other one is called stereotype attraction. So phenotype attraction works on phenotypes. And if you don't know what a phenotype is, a phenotype is um, variation within a species. So it could be eye color, hair color, fur color, if we're talking about animals, height, uh, weight distribution, uh, muscle distribution, all these things that tend to be more sort of genetic phenotype-based stuff. That's phenotype attraction. And, and we tend to believe, we, we agree as a culture that if you're attracted to specific phenotypes and that's just about a visual thing, what you find visually appealing, we generally say that's okay. Right? So it's okay to prefer shorter, uh, shorter, taller, uh, curvy women, slim women. All these things we generally say that's okay. It's phenotype attraction. But then things that get co- do seem to get complicated when we start talking about stereotype attraction. So stereotype attraction is when we have an idea in our heads that all women of this race adrenaline like like this and that's why i like women of this race or we get really we get really weird when when someone when a woman says you know i only like rich guys because blah 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 right she creates the stereotype of what rich guys are like in her head or basketball players or whatever it is whenever it becomes a stereotype attraction we become very uncomfortable never more so than when that stereotype is race-based right that's when we become the most uncomfortable that we can possibly be because race always makes things complicated But to get back to the point, the reason why the research says that stereotype attraction is bad, especially when it comes to race, is if a guy approaches a woman uh, with this notion of all Asian women are like this, and I assume you're going to be like that, and I don't even see who you really are, I'm just assuming you're like this because I think all Asian women are like this, that is a form of racism, um, and that also imposes a stereotype onto a woman, which makes her feel uncomfortable, makes her feel not seen, like you don't even know who she really is, like you're just treating her like an object of sexual desire, which is part of that objectification thing of just feeling this is uncomfortable and I don't like this, I don't feel like he's looking at me like a human being. The research also shows that most men who have a racial preference do so from a stereotype standpoint. In other words, they they like a particular type of woman, not just because of how she looks, phenotype, but because of what that means to him as a stereotype. The second big idea slash concern that comes up in the research is the idea of dominance and control. And that is men seeking out women from certain racial backgrounds because they feel like they can exert control over them. And this comes up quite a bit with Asian women because you get a lot of sexualization of Asian cultures. And this has its roots to some degree in the sex trade industry, where there's a lot of third world Asian countries, there's a lot of sex trade, and then that has come onto the Western shores through massage parlors and all this other kind of stuff. And so there's a lot of sexualization or idea of sexual submissiveness from those cultures. And that becomes a racial stereotype that where power and control, in other words, I can exert power over you because you're super submissive. And that becomes a problem for a lot of Asian women as well. So I've seen that come up in the research too. And they're the two big things that come up. While the research is true, it's, it's this research, I'm not saying this is phony, but it, it really lacks the vantage point of what are men experiencing and is there a healthy way to be attracted to a certain race, right? Is there a, a healthy way to do that? Because we accept that if you have uh, you know, a BDSM kink, that's totally acceptable. We accept that if you like women who are hairy, that that is acceptable, right? We're okay with all these things. We suddenly don't become okay when it's a race. And yet, what, are you just supposed to change who you're attracted to and how you're attracted to people? Right, so I, I was, it didn't sit comfortably with me. So to try to get into this deeper, I started thinking about my own experience with women and my own tastes in women. You see, when I was 
younger man from the age of you know 14 till the age of 23. My taste in women was tall, blonde, not particularly bright women. Uh, I think think Jessica Simpson, <laughs> you know, like just really sweet, really nice, attractive. That was my thing. And for me, I have to admit there was some control in that, right? If they were not so bright, I'm really bright. It meant that I could be in charge of that relationship. Anyway, I did engage in a lot of men's work, men's self-development work. And I was doing a particularly intense course for my own self-development as a man. But part of it was really understanding how I relate to women and the feminine in my life and what I really want, what really turns me on on women. And I had some massive realizations about myself and what I wanted in a female partner. And within a space of two weeks, my taste, my, my visual taste in women rapidly changed. I suddenly, it wasn't just visual, but it did change visually too, from tall, blonde to more curvy, dark featured, um, you know, so dark hair, dark eyes, not necessarily fair skin, preferably darker skin. Women, I wanted them to be intelligent, uh, um, um, opinionated, be strong-willed, um, sharp wit. I started to want all these things. I was like this radical change in my taste in women. Why did that change? Why was so many visual cues changing? And what I realized was that actually for me, I was realizing I wanted certain features in a woman. And what I was doing was saying to myself, you know what, where, what type of women are more likely to be the type of woman I wanted? And sure enough, they tended to be from darker skin places. Why was that? Well, I realized that, for example, South American women were more likely to have that, that, that sassy, that a particular type of sass that I like in women. And South American women seem to have it. And then I learned that, oh, isn't that interesting? Westernized Indian women... So girls who came here with a very East uh, Indian family, but then became sort of the, the black sheep of the family and rebelled. And then, you know, they became Australianized. Often they have that type of sass as well. And then I realized the same thing can be said from African girls. And, and, and I just, I started to realize that there was a, there was a, a trend of rebellious w- women coming and then rebelling against a, a, a very suppressive culture. And I just recognize this as a trend in who's most likely to have the personality traits that I like. Well, it tends to be women like this. And it just started to fall in light. And that shaped my physical taste in women. And when I started to think through all this, I thought, well, isn't that interesting? Because when I start to ask male and female friends, why do you like X type of man? Why do you like X type of woman? Tell me about your tastes. And what I learned was that pretty much all of our phenotypical tastes, in other words, if I talk to a woman, she said, I like a guy who's got a little bit of muscle, right? If I, that's a phenotypical taste, we say that's okay. But when I ask her about why, and I start saying, why, 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 what does that tell you about him? Why would you like a guy who's got muscle? She doesn't just say, oh, because muscle's sexy. No, she says, well, because I feel like that guy, if I see a guy who works out a lot, it means he's got discipline. It means he's got drive, right? And it means he can work, work hard to make something happen if he wants to. I like it because it makes me feel like he might stand up for me and protect me more likely. I like it because um, it probably means he's healthier, right? So what do we got here? It's a stereotype, right? I mean, she's looking at a guy as muscly and making all these assumptions about him that, that might be wrong. It could be right. Probably are, but they might well be wrong. So we're stereotyping. And I've learned that most of the tastes we have in people, there is stereotype attached to it. And, and this is a problem because we always like to say stereotype is bad. Stereotype is not always bad. Um, very famous researcher, um, Daniel Kahneman, who, who, who uh, came up with the idea of what he calls not stereotyping, 
he calls it heuristics. Now, heuristic is a rule of thumb. And he says, our brains are wired from the ground up to look at the world and interpret it as rules of thumb. Right? So what is a heuristic? A heuristic is when you get onto a train and there's two available seats and one seat has a, a really poorly dressed, smelly guy who, who looks like a bum. And the other seat has a guy who's, who's looking really successful dressed in a suit. Where do you decide to sit? Where do you think is most likely to be the safest place to sit on the balance of probability? Next to the guy with a suit. Now, we know plenty of serial killers have worn suits before, right? There's no guarantee that you were right, but you made a heuristic rule of thumb. And our brains are wired to do this. We do it all of the damn time. And so what I've done is I've created a rule of thumb to say that, look, there may, may be white women who have lots of sass and, and all the stuff I'm looking for, but it's more likely, if I've got a choice, an attractive white woman here and an attractive mm, Latina here, I'm probably going to go for the Latina, right? That's just a heuristic, right? I'm not, I'm not approaching the Latina and say, well, all Latinas are like this, therefore you must be like this, and imposing my belief onto her. But I'm making a stereotyped rule of thumb assumption that I'll have better odds going to her than I'll like her than going to her. And so I think the idea of a stereotype is not bad, is not poor. Where it becomes bad, and I think where it becomes problematic for a lot of women, because I never have women telling me that my tastes are somehow creepy or wrong or obscure. I never have that experience. And the reason is that I don't approach a woman and assume she's going to be like something. I just have my taste, and then I go and find out if she's got the qualities that I want. And that's, I think that's a really, that's, it's the root of all of this for a lot of guys. So if you find that you've got a stereotype, if you find that you have a particular race that you get turned on by, I don't care if it's Asian women, black women, Latino, you know, if you've got jungle fever or Latin fever or curry fever or vanilla fever or whatever it is, you need to ask yourself, what are the personality traits that I'm hoping will be there or assuming will be there? Because that's a really important question. You need to separate the physical taste from the personality traits that you really want to find. And why is this important? Because that takes us to the next part that's critical is when you approach a woman, you, and this isn't just a racial thing. This is any woman. This is good advice. You have, have to find out what she's like as a person to decide if you like her as a person or not. I've talked about this in other videos. I'll put a link up, but it's really important to know what you want out of a woman other than just being hot. And once you know that and are willing to walk away, if she doesn't have those things, you'll be much more attractive. But this is five times more important if you have a very specific racial preference. Because if that's your approach, if you approach a woman and your attitude is, cool, I, 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 you look like the kind of woman I'm going to like, what's going on? What are you personally like? And when you have that attitude, when that's your approach, women aren't going to feel creeped out because you're trying to learn about her as a human being. Are you the type of person that I like? I'm here because you look like similar to what I like. Women are okay with that. That doesn't push the creep buttons. It doesn't make women feel uncomfortable because you're actually making effort to get to know them. And it's a really critical part of this whole process. It's something that I think is lacking from the research that's out there. They just say, this is bad. I don't think it's bad. I think it's very reasonable. I have traveled the world over many, many countries around the world. And there is a very definitive difference between the way women behave and their personalities from one country to another. And yes, there are exceptions in every single country, but there is a radical difference. It makes sense to have sexual preferences, right? I totally get it that if you're a really soft-spoken man and you're very, um, I can't think of the right word, but I, can, I totally understand there are certain men who are going to get along with Asian culture better right? Because just the culture, the dating culture, the way that people behave is better, right? It is going to be better matched for him. Whereas a really strong opinionated woman is going to be too much for him. They're never going to click. They're never going to get along. I also need to say one more thing. If you in general 
are a man who wants to exert control over women. Like you have a great need for a woman who is powerless, submissive, um, in a position of weakness, and that turns you on. That is actually a problem. That's a psychological issue where you need to exert power and dominance over others to feel good about yourself. If that is an issue you have, regardless of if it has anything to do with race, because I know guys with this who don't, they're very racially agnostic. If that's you, you need to work on that. Because if you're trying to um, in, uh, apply that to dating, you will always try to keep women in a position of powerlessness. And it's not about, it, that doesn't make you a bigot. I don't care what they say. It makes you someone who's got control issues. And please look at that. That's to me, is a totally different issue to, you know, um, racial preferences with women. So I hope you found this a little bit interesting. I know it's been a little bit technical. I've sort of talked a lot about my own experiences, experiences talking to other people. But for me, that's at the root of it, is if you approach a woman and just discover what she's like as an individual, you're not going to, you're going to be more successful um, than you may have been up to now. If you say to women things like, oh, I only like Asian girls, or I, you know, hey, I've never been slept with a woman of your color before, your race. It very much makes women feel like you don't see them. And why is that a problem? It's a problem. And why is it creepy? It's creepy because we intrinsically know that when people see us as human beings, they're far less likely to hurt us or to do things to us that will damage us in some way. When someone sees us as a human being and actually tries to understand who we are as individuals, there is an implied safety. Um, humans just, it is harder for us to do harmful things to people who we empathize with and connect with. And women know that at a very deep level. So from a safety perspective, a guy who doesn't do that doesn't make you feel safe. That's it for today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Don't forget to check us out at schoolofattraction.com. I highly recommend you check out my comprehensive and free dating personality test, which you can find by clicking personality test at the top of the page. Thanks again for tuning in, and I look forward to seeing you in my next podcast.